1: Okay, here's, here's, here's how we're gonna start the new season of film pro try fortnights. That
2: was that was, that was the was season that? passing you by
1: because <laughs> it's so quick this year. <laughs>
2: um
1: no that was something you could describe as moving very fast richard uh and mm. that is of course the the doppler effect
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah that is of course welcome back everyone welcome back it's been a long time to the new uh invented new new and improved <laughs> version of film franchise Fortnite on the cold publisher podcast for those of you that have been paying attention to our uh, off season um we are doing something a little bit new this year to accommodate for for the your your two boys uh growing up and having responsibilities mm. now um is we are doing something we're calling two film two franchise so for all of 2024 um we will be
2: mm. what's well, two film two franchise for tonight's to,
1: yes.
2: <laughs> then you need to put a zero on there somewhere. But yeah. 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 It, it, we'll figure it, it out. We'll, we'll it
1: figure out. it out. <laughs> zero means nothing, so you can just put zero anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. It still works. Um. Yeah. So this year we're exclusively covering um two film franchises, a film and its sequel, and we toiled over which we should start with Richard. Um. And despite. Uh, evidence we put out to the contrary, uh, we are not doing Blade Runner. We are not doing um, Tron. What was the other one? Tron. We are not we are, doing
2: Miscongeniality.
1: No, we aren't. And we're not doing Street Kings either. This is a reference. <laughs> you. So you and I. We we're doing speed and speed two, but before we get speed into to cruise <laughs>
2: control, AJ.
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry, Richard. I'm AJ. That's Richard. Um, we've been doing this for most of our adult lives. Wow. <laughs> speaking yeah. of speaking of speed, <laughs> boy mm. are the ages the boy boy are the years stacking mm. up, aren't they? Boy yeah, are we getting are. old? Um, but we we uh, often do a thing for you guys, the fans, where we try to like tease or insert red herrings of Mm. what the opening franchise of the year will be and this may be our most subtle and under under recognized one Mm. yet uh which is we thought it would be funny to if richard logged miscongeniality on letterboxd and it would show up in our discord um and i thought what if i log a keanu reeves duology so it's laying the foundations for people to be like sandra bullock and miss congeniality and then of course the only duology that we could find <laughs> that we haven't covered that star keanu reeves uh is street kings a movie i'd never heard he's of
2: and he's not King. in the second one
1: yeah but that, like that, that's fine yeah. i'm i'm at peace with that <laughs> um but we we both logged these and no one made a peep so i do think that someone right now, they did say I,
2: that it was noticed that yes, I logged but no Miss one, Congeniality.
1: No one noticed I logged Street King, So I'm gonna log Street Kings two now, Richard.
2: And I'm going pod. to log Miss Congeniality Two.
1: Street Kings two, Motor City. I apologise. Yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, sorry. What, uh, sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: log <laughs> Miss Congeniality two armed and fabulous, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, maybe we can check in on the Discord toward the end of the episode and see if this has pushed the fake hint across, and maybe can people can work out its speed, starring Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves in the first one. <laughs> maybe this this uh, set of clue, the set of very crystal clear clues we have set out, um, will make uh things clear for people, but maybe not. Mm. Um, but hey. Welcome back. Well, let's get back into the fray, Richard. Where we're talking speed. Where did I go
2: wrong? I lost. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So one of the reasons we picked speed, um, is because. it kind of feels like a throw it's the same genre of of film as lethal weapon i think Mm. which was our first ever film franchise fortnights and we wanted to you know how like fast and furious the new fast and furious movie they said they're throwing it back to the what the first one was like you know they're going back to the to its roots that's what we're doing by covering the film's speed Mm. um yeah, so let's get into it. Speed two mm-hmm. cruise control. So, and so and big your pardon. Speed two cruise control. <clears throat> so speed is, came out. The first film came out in nineteen ninety four. Mm. Um, it stars, as we said, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock. You've also got Dennis Hopper in there and Jeff Daniels. Um, it was directed by a man named jo- Jan DeBont. Now Jan de Bont is a is a the blues boy
2: Jan de Bont.
1: Ah. Oh, it probably is. He, this was his directorial debut. He followed it up in '96 with Twister, which mm. is, of course, just had its um long about overdue. to become
2: a two-film franchise.
1: There you go. Maybe it can be the year of Jan De Bont. Maybe we can open and close two-film mm. two-franchise with Jan De Bont um, uh, duologies. Um, so he also uh, directed Speed Two Cruise Control in '97, which we'll get to. Um, and the only other movie he did that is relevant to me is he directed Tomb Raider, uh, the Cradle of Life, the second Tomb Raider movie. Wow.
2: It's, <laughs> um, um, yes. So interesting. You didn't. I mean, they're um, relevant to the podcast. He mm-hmm. shot Lethal Weapon Three. He was the cinematographer for it.
1: That tracks, doesn't it? Mm. That's that's a um, that makes a
2: lot of he sense. He also uh, shot Die Hard.
1: Yes, and a lot of the production of Speed was basically curbed, uh, so that it wasn't a uh, blatant die-hard rip-off, basically, <laughs> is from from what I understand from doing the research. Um, yeah, so uh, what is Speed about, Richard?
2: Uh, speed is well, what a classic premise for a film, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and so it's about a you've got this LAPD bomb disposal officer jack traven played by keanu mm, very, Reeves. yeah <laughs> traven <laughs> and um yeah anyway the, the, there's a whole there's a bit of setup but the the thrust a bit of...
1: there's a bit of setup in this movie that before i'd never seen it before mm. thought it was famously about one concept yeah, it's yeah. actually just the second of three concepts <laughs> in this movie.
2: but the the yeah the sort of driving force of the film uh no pun intended is that mm. there's a bomb on a bus and mm. if the speed of the bus drops below fi- Fifty miles per hour, or eighty kilometers mm-hmm. an hour, for our uh, non-American it, listeners, it,
1: our our idiots out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they the bo- the the bomb will explode, killing everyone on the bus. People aren't allowed to get off the bus. They're not allowed to stop the bus for any reason, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's speeding around the city. Keanu Reeves gets wind of this, and then has to like get on to the speeding bus and then figure out what they can do. Uh, the mm. ending is they, they end up getting to a...
1: Sit on a, a train. An air, yeah they, they end up getting to an airport.
2: <laughs> they drive around there for a bit and they outsmart the, the terrorist by... Because he's got cameras in the bus. And so they film a little bit of that and then play it on a loop while they get him run off the bus. Yeah. And so he just thinks that, oh, they're just standing there. And it's been used in a few things. um Both, both speed movies have led to... A one each have lived to a great an all time great Simpsons joke. There's mm. I'll get though I'll look it up so I get the wording right.
1: I've got, I've got it in front of me if you'd the, like me yeah, to read it. Yeah, go for it. It. Or Do you do you want the dopamine rush of being able to read the Simpsons joke? No, you can do it okay uh, I said it was in front of me and by that I meant I'd, I read it on the Wikipedia okay here it is under Legacy mm. on the Wikipedia page um, yeah so in the Springfield Files the X-Files episode of The Simpsons mm. um, the film is cited by Homer Simpson as the inspiration for his idea to use old CCTV footage to la- to allow him and his friends to go drinking uh, and he of course a, a really funny joke says he thinks the movie is called The Bus That Couldn't sleep down the the whole
2: joke is i saw this in a movie about a bus that had to speed around the the city keeping its speed above over 50 and if its speed dropped the bus would explode i think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down
1: and i i love the laziness of this punchline like i like that it's 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 a very uniquely simpsons joke one Mm. of these ones one of these jokes that feels like it doesn't it's not timed like it doesn't it hasn't aged it doesn't feel like a a 90s joke or yeah i wonder if that's
2: if it's a schwarzwelder joke maybe maybe. because he's like famous for writing the jokes that are like i I just i can't believe this was never put into words until now like it feels like it exists outside of time
1: yeah yeah i I thought it was interesting though richard because in the spider-man 2018 video game uh, the Insomniac one uh, okay. There's a similar joke <laughs> Right <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a similar joke uh, where there's a bomb inside a truck um, and, and Spider-Man, while talking, I guess, to you, to himself, as he mm. does when you're doing missions, um, similarly forgets the name of speed and su- suggests it's called Fastness or Super Quick, uh, which <laughs> I think is like the definitive I-can't-remember-the-name-of-the-movie-speed joke was already written in the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is nowhere near as good. I feel like that... that um. You know, it's not worth putting in, almost. Yeah,
2: I I wonder if that's a little bit like a, um, ah, I've forgotten the, like the Mr. Ursatz. I think is the Mm -hmm. the trope name, uh, where Mm -hmm. it's like, in the Spider-Man insomniac universe, the movie is called Fastness, or like, it's not Mm -hmm. called Speed, it's called something like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe that's XP. Well, <laughs> XP, I
2: think, of. is the, the term I'm thinking of.
1: Right, yeah. right, there you go. Um, so yeah, uh Speed One, it's it's a fairly critically revered uh film. Yeah. It has ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, wow. so uh, pretty good for this, like a lot of very good for this kind of movie. Yeah, contemporaries for this kind of movies have Um, uh, you know they've stayed in pop culture and people love them. But then you go and look at the Ron Tomato score and it's like, oh, people hated this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look at something like Con Air or, or even the first Top Gun, which mm. I feel like, a, you know, the first Top
2: action. Gun is not very good.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, what so had you seen Speed before, and what did you think? Yeah, so
2: my biggest exposure to Speed was that Simpsons joke and <laughs> um, and another Simpsons joke, which we'll get to when we cover the sequel. But they, oh. <laughs> but I, I fucking loved this film. I thought it was so really? good. Yeah, I I thought it was so cool. Like mm-hmm. the the action was just so well put together and i and i guess you know that's coming from a cinematographer's background for the the, the director i'm not talking Mm, mm. myself coming from a cinematographer's background Uh, (laughs) but but, i
1: do (laughs) broadly i come from what could be generously described things
2: for a couple of years but the but yeah like just the way everything's put together i i like i found it exhilarating and It's so much fun. But then I I read this quote um, because it was a long time before we decided who would be doing the research. So I was reading a little bit about the film Um, that it was essentially like the, they had to like ask for more budget because the film ends, they get everyone off the bus. It's like, okay, great. They've done it. And then like you said, yeah, the, the last 20, 30, 20, 25 minutes of the film take place on a train. And that's very much the like, oh, we've, dealt with the bomb now we have to take down the guy who you know built the bomb and it takes place on a train and it said like they had to like you yeah, source this extra money for that and but writing it or like at some point in production they said no one wants to just watch a bus movie for 90 minutes so they tacked on this 20 minutes at the end yeah. with the other thing and i was like no you have a perfect film which is 90 minutes. Like this is a five star 90 minute film with like a simple premise. It's like akin to something like phone booth where it's like, Mm -hmm. you've got a, a great simple premise. You're telling it in the amount of time it needs to be told. And then it's very much like this tacked on thing. And it's funny you mentioned Top Gun because I, it actually one of the first things that reminded me of when I was watching it was Top Gun Maverick, how that has like, it reaches this very natural conclusion. They do the mission they need to, and then in Top Gun Maverick, it's like an extra forty minutes of um, Maverick and Miles Teller's character um, trying to to get out. But like in Top Gun Maverick, it's like it's so fucking good that it's like yes, I want more of this action. Whereas in in Speed, I was like, ah, oh, like the movie ended perfectly. Like just wrap it up in a certain way so that you know because because they've got um they're contacting the LAPD the whole time and. He says, like, a, a, you know, they they go and and raid where they think the guy is, but it's the wrong place. It's like just have it be the right place.
1: Yeah, were you bummed that Jeff Daniels dies?
2: Yeah, I was. I, I, well, I first of all, I was very surprised to see Jeff Daniels in the film. That's, <laughs>
1: in the film, yeah, Well, One of those <laughs> things that has
2: just uh, uh, evaded me uh, for <laughs> for my entire life.
1: Funnily enough, as well. So he plays Keanu Reeves. Uh, jack traven's partner they're their their cops and um in the so in the first third of the film uh well not not literal third in terms of fractions but but if there's three set pieces in the film and the middle one's the bus the first one is the same terrorists trying to hold people in an elevator uh ransom and in order to um not let the bad guy get away keanu reeves shoots jeff daniels in the leg mm. to because they have a conversation earlier about shoot the hostage if there's if you're ever in a situation like that mm. and and jeff daniels is being held at gunpoint um and so then he becomes like the man in the chair basically for the um the bus stuff it's um, like, like when
2: you, you can, say the first third it's like we're talking eight to ten minutes of the film yeah yeah <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: yeah um uh and, well, actually, it has a very long opening credits scene. For a movie called Speed, you are sitting there watching a camera <laughs> move down an elevator shaft with the opening credits appear right, yeah. F- for quite a long time. I, w- I would guess like two minutes yeah. is just slowly moving down an elevator shaft. But anyway, Jeff Daniels is sort of the man in the chair while Keanu Reeves is on the bus, and they think they find out where Howard Payne, Dennis Hopper's character, mm. is, and they go to but it's a red herring and, and they explode. And and it is kind of this moment where like there was like a bomb they don't just
2: explode yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just explode <laughs> um, that, like like jeff daniels has this kind of like almost out of place, brilliant piece of acting just before he dies, where you see the look on his face, he sees the bomb about Mm. to explode and you just see this look of like, ah, fuck, like i
2: failed. Oh, here we go again.
1: And it's, and it kind of, I don't know if I wanted that character to die. I don't know how else to put it. Like, it was just kind of like a, ah, that's a, like, I thought he was going to get his redemption as well. You know, Mm. like I thought he deserved it. I mean, it, it ups the stakes and everything, but it's also one of these things where like, Surely, this uh, Jack Traven would be distraught for mm. the rest of the movie. Not not immediately after saving Sandra Bullock at the end. He's like, anyway, let's have sex. There's a yeah, weird sex joke at the we end. We should, the- yeah,
2: because the, they they keep talking about how like oh relationships based on extreme circumstances don't work out because they're like mm. they're all flirtatious. Like, no, we're only if we're only together because of speed. Uh, and then at the end, yeah, they they say that, and she's like, "Well, what if it's just based on sex? And he's like, "Uh, that could work."
1: <laughs> is this at the end, or is this at the when they get off the bus that this happens? And then the no. Whole...
2: This is uh, after the trains like crashed, right? There and right. they're lying yeah. on top of each other. That's when they say that. Yeah, uh, they they they, they uh, have the exchange without the sex joke earlier on, though.
1: Interestingly enough, um, though. Uh, uh, Jeff Daniels' character in this film is named Harry, uh, which is the name. Is he Harry? Yeah, he's Harry yeah, he's, in *Dumb and Dumber*
2: Christmases, yeah.
1: Could could we now construe, (laughs) Richard, Mm. that the bomb did not kill him? It made him really stupid stupid, and forget his surname, and he then went on to be in uh, his next film. Yeah, yeah, only a few months later. Yeah,
2: (laughs) but the but it's like but then the uh, when Harry met Lloyd. Kind of disproves that theory, does? not Ah, uh,
1: of course, yeah. When Harry, the prequel, Dumb and Dumberer, when Harry <laughs> Menderly, uh, disproves this fan theory, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: this popular fan theory.
1: Um, so,
2: so, what? what, what sorry, what did you, thing- you think of the film? You, it.
1: I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think, like you, I am struck with this, like the whole movie's not the bus kind of thing, <laughs> like this, this cultural thing that you think you know even though you haven't seen it and then you watch and you're like no one talks about how the climax of speed doesn't take place on the bus yeah. isn't that strange i guess it still takes place on a speeding receptacle <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but still and you're you're right i'm 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 torn here because you have a single location movie in the bag here you have a concept film mm. i think the different the, the reason that top gun maverick works so far so for those that haven't seen it or need a refresher, the movie is building up to a mission they've got to do. They do it, it goes slightly wrong and the two characters who have been struggling to get along the whole movie are now trapped in enemy territory and have to use their wits to then get out. So it's a um, the plan it didn't go according to plan. Now there's a new mission, right? And I think that's good writing. In speed, it's like the the it's the bus movie and it ends on a train like it's Mm. it's 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 it's, they they do save the day and then they willingly get back into trouble because they're idiots instead Mm. of what it is in top gun which is yes ending this Mm. is also you know um and uh what i thought was kind of stupid about the third act of the film is that they're like all right all we've got to do now is trap the guy he's just got to come to this this specific dumpster and just trust that he doesn't know (laughs) like that he's not suspecting we'll be there and what i thought was the like logic leap that wouldn't happen in real life is civilian sandra bullock accompanies them yeah, yeah, yeah and she she's the reason it screws up because dennis hopper goes up to her dressed as a cop and is like oh no no they want you to move this way and ends up kidnapping her and mm. i was like why would she be there why yeah. she does she would not want to be there she just survived a terrorist attack she wants yeah, but to she does go want home. to
2: fuck keanu Reeves. yeah so it's worth mentioning just like um <laughs> so early on uh, when jack gets on the bus uh, this guy who ha- clearly has a criminal past gets up and is like, no, I'm not letting you take me. And mm. he's like, dude, it's fine. I don't get give- whatever you did. I don't give a shit. There's a more pressing issue. And he yeah. fires, ends up the gun, ends up getting fired and it, it hits the bus driver. And then, so Sandra Bullock, who was just a commuter on this bus is mm. the driver of the bus for the majority of, of the bus sequence, which is yeah. most of the
1: film. Yeah. And I also... But um, also Sorry, also, I re- the,
2: the, 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 you're talking about the logical leap you mentioned there, but also, so they, they have this tracker that they're like, because they're waiting for him to do like a pickup or a, mm. the, a drop or something. And they have this tracker and then they realize like, wait a minute he's already got the quick turn the tracker on it's mm. why wasn't it already on <laughs> like mm. why didn't they just have the tracker on already they're, they're like they yeah. showed up to this thing and they're like oh it's 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 at 40 percent. sorry i forgot to charge it last night can mm. we just turn it on when we need it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's just these little things that like Kind of weaken, and maybe they're realistic. Like human error is such a mm. massive part of why things go wrong. Yeah,
2: we're but... living in the human era,
1: <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> <Where> are we
2: <laughs> living in my own
1: human era day to day? So, so yeah, the, uh, the initial script was a it's all on the bus. Like even the start was on the bus, mm. and basically everyone who looked at the, all the studios were like this is just diehard on a bus you need to make it a little more hmm. less obvious that it's just die <laughs> what die if it's diehard die on, on a
2: bus and a train
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um so a few other things were changed um including jack traven's character was kind of rewritten from a a quippy one-liner to sort of like a quite a sensible Mm. polite character um which i i like that change i don't know how i feel about the including other set pieces other than the bus Mm. Um, i
0: don't i don't
2: like the idea of millhouse having (laughs) (laughs) two set pieces pieces in one film (laughs)
1: yeah yeah so the draft was the script was reconfigured with none other than the internet's uh favorite mm. discarded celebrity joss whedon um who is credited as uh writing most of the dialogue this mm. was his, well, he's his.
2: Un- uncredited with writing most uncredited
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, doing- yeah c- credited in the in like the literal sense but not in the official uh, <laughs> yeah. sense. yeah um yeah, so so it it used to look a bit different, and I think some of the rewrites aided the film, and some of them uh, didn't really. Um, before Keanu Reeves was cast, I can give you a few other apparent uh, Jack. Treven I would offers.
2: love some Jack Travens. So Jack Travers is very e- even treeborn, isn't it?
1: Do you think it's, there's a, so this is Butterfly Effects, mm. e- Event Reborn. Mm. Um, like, I don't cleverous. think
2: Jack, I don't think like Jack Triven is like a, a term necessarily, but like.
1: Oh my God, I've been j- Jack Triven to the, to the dogs to the edge. today. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. It's just like Traven.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Treeborn. I mean, it's, a, yeah. it's an action movie protagonist today. Mm. As Jack Traven jack tree then. um the the big the the first choice was and i don't think this person has ever been anyone's uh first choice for anything uh was stephen baldwin i think again the wow. y- the only time i've ever read the sentence stephen baldwin the first choice for the role um but he was apparently um what that was their first pick wow. uh and i guess he would have been early- cheap <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He read an early version of the script and said it was too much like Die Hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> a common theme coming up here. Um, they also looked at Tom Cruise, uh, mm. which would have been, I could see that. Tom Hanks, which I don't think I could see, mm. uh, at least not t- the kind of roles that he has become mm. known for. Um, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson were also. Oh, yeah. In, it's in interesting
2: because, like, Stephen Baldwin is one. Like, I'm sure he'd. he'd- I just take a quick look at his filmography and there's nothing like super obvious, but like, cause this is pre usual suspects, but mm. I can, I can, this could have been like a star making turn for him. He could have been the most famous Baldwin if he'd taken this role. Mm.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I think this is, this is. The, this is the movie that propelled Sandra Bullock into stardom mm. as well. Like this is her first big and, big and role. I guess and
2: I think it saw made people see Keanu Reeves in a different light as well because he wouldn't have really done much like this. He did
1: he done Point Break which is relatively oh, yeah, similar to statistics. but even,
2: but even Point Break is like uh, very surfer dude sort of thing. He's still got the sure. long hair and he's you sure. know playing an yeah, yeah. extreme uh, athlete. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, because yeah, I, I I read as well that there was a big thing about Keanu Reeves's haircut in the film.
1: Yeah, so he had to, he got a buzz cut, mm. uh, and people were freaking out. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was sort of like I think that was him trying to like differentiate him mm. himself from his previous roles. Something he s- <laughs> stopped doing, <laughs> <something> <laughs> it, I think. Um, like I, yeah, I mean, Ke- Keanu is such a fascinating figure because I feel like you like his first big stuff was Bill and Ted. A role which he never, other than the the, the uh, face of the music. Mm. It's like there was a time in my life where my understanding of Keanu Reeves was he could just only play Neo from The Matrix and barely play him. Yeah. To be honest, it's like such a such a wooden performer. Not necessarily bad, but like. I wouldn't trust and him with anything more complicated. I mean, look at uh, the Dracula movie he was in. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty pretty strange thing. Um and this is definitely in the this is a proto Neo, I would mm. say, Jack Traven. Um but I thought I thought uh, Sandra Bullock was great and and I think she's the best character in the film to be honest. I th- I think it's yeah. such a perfect like Civilian, you know, thrust into greatness kind of role. I think dis, we'll get to this later. Despite the fact that, um, that that Keanu Reeves just didn't want to do Speed Two, I'm I actually think it it is better that Speed Two follows Annie and not mm. Jack. I, I think that's that's a better choice uh, anyway.
2: Yeah. So I finished Speed Two Cruise Control mere minutes before we started recording this. So. Mm. I don't know that I can because it's so fresh in my mind. I don't know how much mm-hmm. I can agree with you, like praising Sandra Bullock, um, because <laughs> boy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, it wasn't always Sandra Bullock, though. In fact, uh, Stephen role- Baldwin
2: was their first choice.
1: <laughs> it's I reckon that I'm um, you. You thought Stephen Baldwin was out of left field. We've got some crazy we've got well, we've got one in particular crazy nearly cast actors for um for Annie in um and speed uh so initially uh annie was supposed to be an african-american paramedic which would justify mm. how she would be able to handle driving the bus <laughs> uh, and the role was offered to Halle berry who declined the part that's not that shocking i could see Halle berry in the role mm. um and she w- she did later regret the decision and no wonder i think this would have mm. i think we might not know who sandra bullock is if Halle berry took the role you know oh, yeah. um uh, she, yeah, so she, re- re- um, uh, regretted the decision um later she the character was changed from a paramedic to a driver's education teacher and the character in the actual film as sandra bullock plays her is a woman who can't get her driver's license mm. which is like yeah of course that's better than making her competent at driving a bus mm. obviously right like you make the character the worst person who could be driving. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great that's awesome um but the when it was changed to the driving education uh teacher uh, richard i will give you three guesses as who um who was in mind for the part of alan degenerus sorry fuck oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it was alan who cares it was alan degenerus isn't that amazing isn't that a weird <laughs> Do you want to do this again and you just pretend? No, no, that's, that's perfect. That well, as, but isn't that amazing? <laughs> Let's forget my foible. <laughs> isn't that amazing? Like, Alan DeGeneres nearly played this, this wow. role. Wow.
2: And so, because this would have been during what, her TV show?
1: I guess I say nearly. It says in mind for the part. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't even offered to her, but um, yeah. What a weird (laughs) career! Again, a career trajectory role, I think. Sandra Bullock could be
2: hosting. Could have been (laughs) cancelled for host uh, on her show. Sandra.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Yeah, so Sandra Bullock came in to read, um, and she had good chemistry with Keanu Reeves, um, and yeah, they had to roll around on the floor, get get you know, do a lot of physical. Endurance to see how it'd work. Um, allegedly, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, um, Meryl Streep and Kim Basinger were also oh, nice. uh, offered the role. If um, it was and, Stephen Ann Baldwin
2: he- and Kim Basinger, could have married the wrong Baldwin.
1: Wow. Um, and hesh also, uh, was given from the opportunity, who would later
2: s- Gus Van Sant's psycho f-
1: from uh, dying in a car crash as well. So, yeah, uh. You know, we we the world is already full full of too much um dark irony with Paul Walker dying mm. in a car accident from being in a car based franchise. Would it would the world have been able to handle Anne Hesch, fa- made famous for Speed dying in a
2: car? Wow, crash? yeah, yeah, it it boggles yep. the mind. Yeah.
1: It boggles the brain. Um, yeah, so that's um Speed one. Uh, do you have any more any more stray loose thoughts about the first film?
2: Mm, no,
1: no. Um, yeah, so uh, it won it actually won Oscars. Yeah. It won two Academy Awards: um, best sound and best special effects nice. editing. So Before
2: the Oscars went cool.
1: woke, <laughs> and famously conservative film Speed. <laughs> <that's the Oscars. laughs> Um, So, yeah, a couple years later, we got uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Um, This came out, so in 1997, Jan de Bont returned, um, and so did Sandra Bullock, as Annie, who did this movie to secure funding for another movie, which we'll talk about.
2: Editor Richard here in the edit booth. Uh, It didn't actually come back up in the record, but... Uh, the film she was securing money for was called Hope Floats, which came out in 1998. She was paid a reported 11 to 13 million dollars to reprise her role as Annie in Speed 2: Cruise Control.
1: Um, Keanu Reeves didn't like the script and rejected, uh, you know, d- declined the offer to return, and so he was. Uh, the script was changed to feature a new male lead tr- played by Jason Patrick, who's career trajectory didn't really move past speed Two cruise yeah. control um yeah, sadly, he's a real stephen and, baldwin yeah yeah this is a stephen baldwin equivalent i yeah, think of yeah. jason patrick uh but it, the villain is played by willem dafoe who is probably more of a get than dennis hopper if we're talking about oh yeah totally who's it, who's more famous it's, the
2: it's funny that like you know speed Two cruise control considered one of the worst films ever made one of the worst sequels ever made um that like You watch this movie and you're like, fuck, you know, this destroyed Jason Patrick's career before it could, it doesn't, Patrick doesn't have a K in it, so you and I will get Mm. to this I'm sure in a sec, but we, we've always pronounced it Patrick, but the, yeah, and like Sandra Bullock, it's like, you know, they're nominated for a Razzie and it's like one of those like smears on her career, but I feel like Willem Dafoe gets off scot-free in this film Mm. that like an actor like because not only is he the villain he's chewing the scenery but like an actor like willem dafoe can't be bogged down by that kind of rhetoric of like oh why would he do this film you know because Mm. it's like yeah it's he's having fun in a crappy film good on him you know
1: Mm. yeah 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 so yeah speed two cruise control a movie in which the only thing I knew about it mm. for a long time was what a fucking joke of a sequel. Like, uh-huh. like the, the, the joke being, hey, what if instead of it was on a, a bus going too fast, mm. what if it was on a cruise liner? Yeah. Which is like... It's like, yeah, that's really stupid. like Because they don't go very fast. Yeah, Which leads me
2: to the other Simpsons joke, which is one of the all-time greats, is when, I think it's in the Treehouse of Horror episode with the gremlin on the side of the bus, and the bus Mm -hmm. is speeding uh, through the city, and Milhouse says, this is just like Speed 2, only on a bus instead of a boat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is there not a family guy joke about Speed 2 Cruise Control? There's a
2: family guy joke about Speed 3. Yes. The idea is, of, of speed three, which is a glacier. And it's like if this uh, glacier moves uh less than one inch a year, this whole place mm-hmm. is gonna explode, get out of the way, and there's an inuit uh fishing there. And he's like, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. So this movie, um, as I said for a long time, all I knew is that it was like a ridiculous premise for a sequel. Maybe like I'll even say like if you like the first one is a concept film, right? The concept mm. is it's well, it should be. They're all it's all set on the bus. This is what if you change the central vehicle and it's, you know, the joke, the joke of the movie is they changed it to the most slow moving uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like vehicle you could for a film called Speed. Um, so for a long time that was all I knew about it, but you and I have a little interesting connection to this film, which is when we were living together in Auckland when we were in our young uh early twenties, the podcast had started though. So this Mm. is still in podcast era. Um, we had like this idea that we would put movie posters up in our house, but they would only be for bad movies. Um, but good posters for bad movies was the idea. And it started because we found a poster like in this vintage poster shop mm. for speed Two cruise control. And I like them. I think it's a fun poster. It's a very, I, I like the color palette of it. Yeah. I like the, what we did that, I like that the lack of a really K good. on his, <laughs> on Jason Pat, Pat- Patrick's
2: Patric. name. <laughs> um,
1: And, and I think it's a cool poster and it's the, so it's the characters, Jason Patrick and Sandra Bullock, like looking screen, uh, right. Um, and all.
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Sort of like speed water droplets moving past to their face, right? Mm. That's all it is. And it says and rush think-
2: hour hits the water.
1: Great, great stuff! It's a cool poster, I think, and and we we lined it up on the like far side of the house, so the characters are like looking, you mm. know, the 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 composition of uh, where we put. The and posters
2: there's been a little bit on. of uh, conjecture about what the other posters were because I I can't always. We definitely had Space Jam because that was the controversial one. one where people would come over and we would say good posters for bad movies. They'd be like, but you've got Space Jam there. And you would have to explain mm. Space Jam as a bad movie. I,
1: I like I, yeah, like it's a fact. I would have to correct them and explain <laughs> that Space Jam as a um, bad
2: movie. I know we had Fifty Shades of Grey at one point. I think that yep, was in, we the, had, in the house we lived in after this one, though. We got it later. We had Batman versus Superman. Well, we,
1: we put we put them all up. Yeah. But there was just those four, I think, Um, in, in, in Akarana, a place we don't live anymore. So I could just say that. You could dox it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But so we we would we would look at the poster for this movie every day for a while wow. and just never thought just to, kiss. to see it and just kiss and, and think about the poster sometimes <laughs> um, and yeah so all of this is to say. My familiarity with this movie was like oh, this is gonna suck this is like one of the worst sequels ever and I'm not gonna say I liked it of mm. course I didn't it's it's too long it suffers from the same problems as Speed one mm. but it's also a bad movie so yeah. it's like you're not even given the like creamy nougaty center of just yeah most of it's good it's like it's also 20 minutes too long. but what I will say <laughs> is if this movie was not a sequel to speed, Mm. And you changed the name of the movie to Cruise Control and mm. you changed Sandra Bullock's character's name and removed the reference she makes to breaking up with Jack Traven. Mm. I don't think this would stand out. I don't think this would be laughed mocked as much yeah, as it yeah. is. I don't I don't think it would be, it, light. It would be like It would be like the
2: Poseidon adventure from, yeah, from two thousand six like or whatever.
1: Because most of it, and we'll get to why where the speed factor comes in, most of it is just there's a terrorist on a cruise ship, mm. which is fine. I'm that's, that's what they should call ni- it. Ni- Terrorist on a cruise. There's ship. a terrorist on it's, a cruise it's, ship. It's it's a fine '90s action movie that would have been serviceable. You it, you know, like it's not it's not that it's not as silly if you take away the fact that it's supposed to be. About the dramatic tension of going too fast. Um, which which does come into it because the final act of the film um is insane. Mm. I will give it this. It's a pretty spectacular, mm. if not ridiculous, final act where the bad guy reveals his like locked. He's locked, I guess, cruise control mm. so that a, the, the boat, the cruise ship is going straight for an oil tanker that's in the middle of the ocean, right? Yeah. And it's going to crash. Everyone's going to die. Now, this is when the silliness comes in that it's like, my God, we're going 10 miles an hour. We're going to crash. And it's D- like- knots.
2: Oh. They use
1: knots. <laughs> knots, yeah. Now it's knots, much less exciting. Um. And so the silliness is there. It's not- Because the first three quarters of the movie, I was like- Ah, this is just this isn't that bad it's just there's mm. a terrorist on a boat um and then the speed thing actually comes into it and what was it what's interesting about this is they figure out how to say how to save it um jason patrick go takes a random character and not sandra bullock which i was like the other character should be sandra bullock here what are you doing <laughs> but she gets kidnapped by willem defoe which again is like she should be the main character of the film, I think. Like Because you remember, he takes that other guy and they go under the water and they have to dive in shifts to like unlock something mm. so that they can turn the auto steering off, basically. Yeah. So they're diving down. 40 seconds later, they'll dive back up and the other one goes down. Mm. Baffled that that's not the two leads of the yeah. film do- doing that. It should be. Um, And uh, so they, they do all this and this allows them to shift the boat. Thank God the day is saved. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and now that they're not headed for the oil rig, they're headed for just a seaside village. Yeah, they're in
2: the, in the Caribbean.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they do not stop the boat, ladies and gentlemen, who have not seen Speed 2. And the boat just crashes into this city this town D- you don't see anyone die but of course people mm. would die if that happened so much destruction is involved that it skyrocketed the budget of the film um it is such a bigger mess than speed one's mess mm. well,
2: it's sick um when and you it, it is bigger
1: of course you've got to that's the wise decision to go bigger yeah. but not only is it a bigger mess than speed one. It is, I would guess, more lives lost than if it just crashed into the oil rig. And so the funny thing about Speed 2 Cruise Control is I think the bad guy kind of wins in the end. Like, he blows up and dies, but hmm. but it's like, he caused destruction. He would have, you yeah, know, like he, uh, he is... successfully carried out a terrorist attack yeah. that is worse than the one he was trying to do. I, 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 know, I, I, like I disagree that it
2: would have been... I, I think because people are able to run out of the way, etc. There is a lot of destruction and stuff, but I think that you know crashing into an oil tanker, everyone on both boats is going to die. You know, mm. especially in a movie when it's going to explode, right? I, yeah. I I think I I will say I think Will and Defoe, I think you're right that he did win and he did fuck over this cruise company that let him go. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't actually explained the plot of the film, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know that that's necessarily more lives lost. But yeah, to briefly explain the plot of the film, Sandra Bullock yeah, has broken up with Jack um, because relationships based on uh, yeah, extreme, circumstances extreme circumstances never work out. Film starts. She's getting her. She's trying to get a driver's license. She is just the worst fucking driver in the world. She ends up, d- despite driving through Los Angeles, she ends up like you know way down like in the hills and uh, you know almost kills this driving instructor and then runs into her. What she thought was a nice, boring boyfriend. She knew he worked for the LAPD, but he thought he just you know was bicycle patrol in Venice Beach, and then turns out he's actually like the fucking madman of the LAPD and mm. probably knew Jack. <laughs> and yeah, um, he's like, "Hey, babe, sorry I lied to you. I'm gonna take you on a cruise." <laughs> and mm. they get on the cruise. They notice this kind of weird dude, um, who's Willem and Defoe's character. And then, yeah, the plot—it's it, not involved. Uh, it its isn't. You have to keep your speed above a certain amount. It's that he yeah, locks the autopilot to be headed for this thing, and then plot ensues yeah. to. To, and then yeah. the last 20 minutes tacked on. The end is like a jet ski chase and yeah. they have to get back to the yeah. oil tanker and there's a whole, whole bunch of shit.
1: Yeah. What do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? By the I way?
2: would guess like seven or eight.
1: Yeah, it's got 4%. Yeah. A pretty crazy low score. One person um, who accounts for that 4% of critics that uh, loved the film Armond though White? is... No, actually. Ah. Think... think um, Alan Degeneres, think the most famous, like <laughs> the most famous critic of all time. Oh, myself. Exactly. Richard Martin loved the film. <laughs> Roger called Ebert it, um, called it the uh, <laughs> a definitive, a truly rousing ocean liner adventure story. Richard wow. Martin did. No, Roger Ebert thought it was good, and I kind of get it. Like, it's not that I think it's good. Just like what I said before, like it's serviceable if you ignore the speed aspect. Mm of it i think um the one one thing that is interesting as well is like that again is like this isn't a bad plot thread is like one of the like sympathetic cruise uh, like uh uh, guests is a deaf girl which feels you know very 2024 that Mm. you would include like um you know a a disabled character or something like Mm. that in something like this i thought that was cool what happens with
2: that deaf girl i
1: well, she she goes missing, and um, everyone's worried that she's not going to get on a lifeboat in time because, because a bunch of characters stay on because they can't get on a lifeboat. Well, yes, yeah, so like
2: William is- Defoe's, like you have because it's more wants to watch the world burn. He's like, you've got time mm. to get everyone off the ship. Captain has to go down with it, obviously, but yeah, you, I'm giving you time to get everyone off the off the ship, and then once fifteen minutes is up, full throttle. Mm
1: yeah yeah um and so some people stay on and this deaf girl is lost in the ship somewhere um jason patrick is shown as being able to speak sign language throughout the film so he has sort of bonds with this girl early on before the action starts um and then he finds her in the boat and he's like um taking her out of the boat and then she stops him and starts signing something to him none and of the sign is language
2: it? is subtitled um in the film yeah by the way.
1: so he, he's repeating it as she's saying it to him and do you remember what she says?
2: She says, because uh, she sort of has, like, you can tell she has, like, you know, a, a crush on him a little bit. She's a bit infatuated mm. with him. And she says, you know, thanks for saving my life. Um, I love you, and I'm going to be 15 next month. To which he replies, relationships based on extreme circumstances never work out.
1: Fuck, it's a good, it's a good uh, save, isn't it?
2: <laughs>
1: like, and it's, when that happened, I was like, oh, God. So, <laughs> like, what an uncomfortable joke. To, yeah,
2: like, so it's because AJ messaged me a few days ago and was like, God, yeah. there's an uncomfortable joke in Speed 2. And this joke is maybe like an hour 20 into the film. And it's like, you got me paying so much more attention to this film than I would have otherwise because I was like, I don't want to yeah. miss it. And then that happened. Yeah. There was a couple of jokes I was like, hmm. Depends on how you know uncomfortable, <laughs> how uneasy AJ is with this topic. It's, but
1: it it depends how uneasy AJ is with speed.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So weird weird joke in the in the in the middle of the film that that um. I th- it's something about the fact that she says 15 as well. Mm. Like, as if that would make
2: it better. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I think that's what stuck me. I was like, it's not like, not that this is an a okay joke, but it's not like she says, I'll be 18 in a month. That's still pretty creepy, but at least it's like, that's the, mm. in the 90s, Or in, or in New Zealand,
2: always, 16.
1: Yeah, and everyone in the 90s was always joking about, you know, God, I hope she's eighteen, kind of.
2: People still gross do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, well. I'm just checking what the age of consent in the Caribbean is. Sixteen, okay. so
1: I'm not gonna make a comment or a joke about this new piece of information that's What
2: <laughs> being revealed. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I was just gonna you know, it's interesting. We're about it's fifteen in some places. Where is it?
1: Richard I don't think I want to, to research this. <laughs> I think this is a bad place to go after discussing
2: this joke. Well, I just, I'm like, you know, that giving the film the benefit of the doubt that the girl is mm. like, the reason I came to the Caribbean is because I'm going to be 15 soon. <laughs> and I know that the age of consent there is 15.
1: <laughs> it's not, it's sixty.
2: It's not. Well, it, it varies depending on what actual part of the Caribbean you're in. Mm. Anywho.
1: What a fun tangent! Rate this tangent out of ten, everybody listening. I'd be keen to hear what people think. Uh yeah. So not only did this win um the Razzie for worst remake or sequel, it also won something called a stinker, uh, mm. for worst sequel. Um, so who? What's what the hell are the stinkers? I guess is my question. Um, let's see. The stinkers bad movie award. Um. Uh, when did it end? Men in the late seventies. Uh, last awarded two thousand six. I guess there's only room for two parodies of the Oscar. Um, wow. In the world. Uh, yeah. So, I would like to talk about titles, Richard. Mm. Um, do what? Do you, speed generally. I think we could agree. It's, yeah, it could have been called fastness good... or could have been called fastest or the bus that couldn't slow down um it was originally the first film was originally titled minimum speed uh, which i understand mm. why you might think that's a good title but fuck does minimum put like a yeah like it's like do you want to
2: see lame? minimum speed or maximum speed it's like yeah exactly
1: yeah. exactly because minimum speed without the context of you have to t- stay above 50 it's like what they're going like one mile
2: per yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> the minimum um, speed,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was changed to speed, which I think is a really good title. Speed to Cruise Control. Love it. I'm stuck on something, which is that the term cruise control mm. is not a cruise ship term. Mm. It's a It's a driving, it's a car term. And if this was a movie about a car still, if this was still about a bus then I'm like, yeah, cru- cruise control, all right. Mm. But it's like, it's the it's a Legally Blonde situation where it's doing three things mm. with its clever wordplay, but one of the things is not absent in the film, right? So, so for those who need catching up... It's not present in um, the film, do you mean? Not present in the film. Um, uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon's character in Legally Blonde, the Legally Blind, which is what Legally Blonde takes its pun mm. from, there's no blindness in the film it's just about legality um, and we've always talked about how it feels so close to a perfect title but like the thing it's referencing isn't really yeah. about being a lawyer um and i'm stuck with that here as well because it's not about uh control like cr- cruise control the what the the uh setting <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a car it's about a cruise ship and i i just wonder if that breaks it for me can what you, you? I,
2: I just uh unrelated but like how funny it would be if tom cruise started the first film didn't return for, for this sure. and it was called speed 2 cruise control for sure because you'd expect him to return
1: <laughs> yeah or if he was in this one if he played um jason patrick's character mm. Cruise control? Fuck, that would have been... And he
2: takes control or something like that? I don't
1: know. Oh, maybe he takes control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is the speed duology. Do you have any other stray thoughts on speed too?
2: Cruise control? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Do you think it's worth the anti-hype? Do you think it's as bad as everyone... No,
2: it's a, it's a fairly... Eh blockbuster if
1: this if this wasn't called speed 2 i reckon it would have like 30 percent. yeah
2: i I don't reckon that the finale is necessarily as crazy as you made it out to be but i do think it's one of those films where it's like they have followed through on what they set out to do like because, because you were like oh my god it's crazy i was like fuck it must be crazier than the cruise ship crashing into a town because presumably that's where the film leads and then that's what happened um and it's like yeah that that you you say this this cruise ship is locked going in a straight direction it has to hit land at some point that it's like yeah you you have to follow through with that and so i was glad that it did and they and like the spectacle of it crashing is pretty well done it's cool i I still think that jan de bont is a a decent director you know based on just Mm, the the mm. very few films i've seen but i do think that this film is one of those films that made me think like is sandra Bullock a good actor even
1: Mm. yeah fair enough (laughs) that it's like it's
2: such a i hated all the driving instructor stuff because it's one of those things that's just like no one would do this no one would drive like this like Mm, it's mm. insane and
1: yeah, she's being willfully dangerous when she's trying to drive.
2: Yeah, she's she's not even trying to like be on her best behavior and and fucking up. It's like she's just being insane. And yeah, I I, I don't know. It's like because she, famously, the Blind Side her Oscar for that was is one of those ones that people are like, oh, did you deserve that? And. It may. I, I during the film, I was like googling lists of like worst actors to have an Oscar because I was like, is Sandra Bullock like considered a good actor? Like, it had been mm-hmm. rethinking this whole thing. She's great in Gravity, and that's probably the the closest. Um, probably would have deserved an Oscar for that over the Blind Side, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett won that year. Right. But right. yeah, do you know who most people have as the worst actor to win an Oscar? And in, in those lists, I mean.
1: I feel like Halle Berry is one of the ones that I would... She pops
2: know. up a lot, yeah. Um, top of most of the lists I read was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, who won for... Um, Shakespeare and Love. Shakespeare in Love. Which is God, also... Shakespeare Sh- and Shakespeare in Love Love's just... Oscars are very much yeah. like a Harvey Weinstein buying them. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, like Shakespeare in Love is like the biggest like the most damaging wrecking ball to the oscars like yeah. like bad bad films have won but i feel like that's the one that like caused the most like revisionist history well, be- because of-
2: it's harvey weinstein specifically it's very yeah like what's yeah. going on behind the scenes here yeah yeah
1: all right richard as we close, come to the closing moments of the show, we've, surprise, got another 20 minutes left tacked <laughs> on at the end of a, of a pretty tight conversation. I thought um, we
2: were reaching the logical conclusion.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. This is a segment, our tried and true segment on Film Franchise Fortnights uh, called Continue the Franchise. Do you think we should rename this segment in light of two film, two franchise? Is this now called Trilogy Drift? That's what I'm thinking. Nice how about we we start we we let people vote if trilogy drift is a better name than continue the franchise and what i like about this is that this does not mean we have to pitch speed three if you want to pitch a video game or what you know we mm. can still pitch the same thing and that's what the drift part accounts for right. it's how do we make this a trilogy drifting into just other things that could right. exist in the speed uh universe. Um but before we get to that, speed three is not just a brainchild of Seth McFarlane and <laughs> that family guy joke. There are rumblings, there are other things. Um Keanu Reeves in the last couple of years said, Yeah, I'd do speed three with with Sardra Bullock, which is I feel like he just says he'll do any sequel these these days, really. Um so Yeah well, you it's know, like when he's when he was
2: like what like 15 hours into press for John Wick 4. They're like, would you do speed three? And he's like whatever.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah yeah sure um, i do sure. that <laughs> um there's also i'm sure you have this but there, there was a there's a father ted episode called correct speed 3.
1: there's a there's a father ted episode called speed three uh so this was um written by arthur matthews um no sorry written by yeah arthur matthews and uh famous now now outed transphobe uh graham oh. Lennon um who uh made an episode so season three episode three of uh father ted is called speed three um and it is about uh father so they 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 ask themselves how can we make a worse sequel than speed two um and the episode is what's it it's about a
2: A booby trapped milk float that will explode if its speed falls below four miles per hour
1: (laughs) So the joke's been done um, and now here we are that, to That's also the thing it's that, do that the joke.
2: when you're <laughs> pitching as a speed sequel it's like well what's the slowest thing mm. that you can have be the joke
1: So what's your sequel what's your trilogy drift
2: I I I want to do a a legacy sequel sort of thing where mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, the Scream reboots where it's like mm-hmm. you have someone who is obsessed with the original crime mm. re redoing it and somehow wants to get... I mean, fuck it. Set it in the real world. Sandra Bullock and... Yeah, so it's set in, quote unquote, the real world. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves are reuniting for a film together. The limousine to the premiere is is rigged with a bomb by an obsessed speed fan and, they, and Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock playing themselves have to keep the limousine going above 51 miles per hour because he's yeah. doing it bigger and better
1: yeah exactly exactly nice i love it i'm going to take my idea from one of the better concepts that was pitched for speed 2 when they first uh oh, greenlit yeah. a sequel because speed 2 was based off a recurring nightmare that um jan de bont uh <laughs> was was having uh but where he got uh uh st- yeah, stuck on a cruise ship that crashed into into a city um but one of the other ideas that i thought was was better um was about a a plane flying through the mountains that um has to stay low because if it reaches a height then it explodes. So it's an altitude Mm. thing. So altitude could have been a cool or, or, or low, you know, like, like, cause speed from, if we think of speed from like a scientific, um, concept, you know, like speed, force, gravity, uh, you know, volume, like there's all these other energy, energy forces that you could base an exploding, um, vehicle around, Mm. um, so, yeah, that what, was What that would was supposed volume to be, be about? Um, if this. Um, so, something's being filled, mm. right? And if it fills it with too much, it explodes. So, a, a hot air balloon. A hot no, air no, balloon. Well, it
2: needs and, to be that, that if, it's, if its volume <laughs> drops below a certain amount. Mm. So, what's but something That's how
1: that, hot, air, hot air balloons work, is that they're. Yeah you're filling the balloon with hot continuously air. with hot air but if there's too much hot air so it's just is it no is it like if it if it goes below it's not if they reach that volume it's if it goes that's the yeah, better yeah. way to do so they have they have to stay in the hot yeah, air yeah, balloon, yeah. basically yeah yeah um f- for anyone interested another idea that was um nearly made instead of speed two cruise control was uh, involving a vietnam war era military ship um set to explode if its ammunition came in contact with water which i don't know what scientific energy source you could call wet speed yeah.
2: two wet well there, there are a lot of elements that um uh, reaction that, re, that yeah reaction mm. that mm. react with water mm. quite explosively
1: yeah so yeah, I think a plane that can't fly mm. high or the it'll explode is interesting. plane that couldn't fly too low. <laughs> <laughs> too high, I think, is where the... I think it's... That's what the idea was, was that it has to fly low through the mountains, not high. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, well, but,
2: either that or it's it's a plane and you're, the plane's not allowed to land, which is yeah. actually an existing yeah. film um, yeah. called The Doomsday Flight. The plane flight. that couldn't it's, land. It's <laughs> called The Doomsday Flight. But also interesting like that like the the production of the original Speed is like, the screenwriter was told about a film called Runaway Train, which I've actually seen Mm. um, with Mm. John Voight in it, about a train that speeds out of control, which is based on a Japanese film. And he was like... His dad told him, oh, yeah, they're speeding because I think there's a bomb on the train, which isn't Mm. actually part of Runaway Train. And then so he was like, oh, I could write a movie about this. And then so it ended up becoming like an original concept because it's based on like a misremembered telling of another film.
1: What a great uh, source of inspiration to write a screenplay. If you, everybody, if you're trying to figure out how to write a screenplay, how to write a screenplay. What you should do is think of a movie you vaguely remember yeah. and then just rewrite it and then go back and check how much of what you wrote yeah. is is original and how much is, you know? Yeah.
2: That'd
1: probably be a good practice. Is like imagine, even not even like one you half remember. Imagine like movie you trying haven't to rewrite. Or when you have... I'm saying, like, imagine trying to rewrite Empire Strikes Back from memory, right? I'm thinking of when Hurley does this in Lost, right? right. Um, that's why I picked that one. But any movie, Star Wars from memory, right? And, and write it from memory, and then watch the film and cross-reference it with your script. This is my new trilogy drift, actually. Oh. Um, and then... Um, I, what what I imagine that that experience of rewriting a film would do for mm-hmm. you is as you're rewriting it, you could go off on your own tangents and then maybe you could separate those tangents from Star Wars, change some names and I and I, I feel like and, Star Wars is, is like
2: too restrictive and too like mm. you do it with a film where it's like it's a very simple concept and so you're not gonna remember any of the characters. So those mm. come up from a Because obviously you're going to be like, so oh, there's the scene... It's not Empire, but like, oh, there's the scene in the trash compactor. Like, you remember all these like super key scenes. But if you take it... Like, if I got you to rewrite the Poseidon adventure, mm. it's probably... Other than, oh, a cruise liner flips over, you're not going to remember any of that. Like, you know.
1: I remember there's a scene where they're stuck in an elevator shaft and they have there's a guy hanging on to his leg one of the mm. characters' legs and he has to kick him to get him to because the elevator's falling. I, and I, I remember, remember
2: a scene where Fred Willard has to swim um and they're like, this is a one way trip and and he drowns and I remember like seeing him drown. And also, you know, I could be proving my point here, but I can't even remember if it's actually Fred Willard that does that part, but someone does it at some point. <laughs>
1: Um, a little update on our on our Discord. No one's really commented on Street Kings Two, Motor City, and Miscongeniality Two, Armed and Fabulous popping up. So I guess we'll call this one a wash. Everybody, mm. uh, we tried to be be smart about it. Maybe we were just too smart uh, this time. Mm. I think. Uh, but so yeah. Uh, all we've got to do now is rank that franchise and then roll do do franchise roulette for our next two-film franchise that we'll be covering mm. in um, two weeks' time. So, uh, ranked that franchise, we've got a list over on uh, Letterboxd um, where we rank every franchise we've ever watched.
2: I reckon we should put this around 30.
1: Why is that?
2: because I have been bribed to say that.
1: <laughs> is this what people were talking about in the although they, they so okay so Luke of New York in the Discord is trying to bribe you to put presumably miscongeniality too at a different
2: point Well so we, right. we've mentioned this before but we have people who place bets on where we're going to rank the franchise but mm. the thing is that this time they don't know what the franchise is uh so but they've still had to place their bets uh a lot of people that they, they think they 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 said oh we we caught your little hint that it might be Blade Runner and all of this is my, my mm. very explicit almost telling you it was going to be Blade Runner and then I messaged JJ to be like let's not do Blade Runner it'll be real funny <laughs> and then not that we were ever going to do Blade Runner but we uh yeah so now people have placed bets probably presuming it's blade runner uh but no it's actually speed
1: so so the question with ranking speed is we have something called the nymphomaniac constant which is a movie that's half great half terrible or a franchise that's half great half terrible um that represents the true middle or at least the um not the middle it's not literally the middle it's the
2: it's the middle saying? in terms of quality it's yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah. um and i'm stuck with ha- if speed is as, as a franchise is better or worse than the nymphomaniac constant yeah because it's not like the first one has its like stuff we don't like i mean in is it, speed two so like...
2: is, is speed the new nymphomaniac constant
1: and is that going to be the story for mm. two film two franchise I, I imagine the so nymphomaniacs currently in the um 95th spot is are we going to see a lot of franchises this year like orbit around that spot because of the Probably, nature of yeah. doing two film two franchise okay so above the nymphomaniac constant, we've got the Mighty Ducks trilogy mm. is Speed and Speed 2 collectively better than the Mighty Ducks trilogy no is it so is it just above the nymphomaniac constant, or just below I reckon
2: it? that's what we do just slightly above I reckon
1: okay so it's at ninety. but don't save that the, don't save
2: it. No, don't. God, no. We don't want people dying oh, okay. we're doing speed.
1: Oh, right, of course. Of course. You didn't save, save it, it, did you? God, AJ. No, I didn't. No. All right. Oh, no, all oh, good. That's it. It's the 94th best franchise we've ever watched. Richard, let's roll that roulette. So we've got a new um franchise list now that is exclusively two film, two franchises. Um so we're going to roll what's the number out of these days i've forgotten yeah let's have a looky loo, shall we and so for those on the patreon we kind of
2: so there's enough for like four years of franchises
1: (laughs) we kind of forgot um to put the patreon poll up for the next two film franchise so we'll do that after whatever we roll now this is going to be a roulette fortnight um so give us a random number on your random number generator richard and you make me guess what it is Okay, it's a two-film franchise.
0: 43.
1: Richard, 43. what is franchise 43? Before you tell me, if everybody enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us at all the places. You can find Cole Popshire on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on uh, Discord, where you can come and tell, talk to us about your thoughts on Speed uh, 2 specifically um and of course uh you can support us on patreon um which has all sorts of goodies including a post-credit scene which will come at you after the end of the episode richard make me guess make me sound like an idiot okay so
2: it's a two film franchise
1: okay uh and juliet
2: oh did you look it up no No. it's not Uh, interestingly so the the both the the subject of the film as well as the creative team behind the film both no longer exist.
1: As in is it um an Orion franchise?
2: No. Orion's back.
1: <laughs> Orion's back, that's true. So it's about something that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. And it's made by something. That made no by a company that, that no longer yeah. exists. <sighs> Something that no longer exists. Um, Happiness. No. uh, (laughs) Dinosaurs. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Can you give me another hint?
2: Uh, It's animated.
1: Okay. Uh, Is it Fern Gully? No. Because the rainforest rainforest, no longer exists. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it... um, um, Is it like a good, good movie, bad sequel situation?
2: Uh, no. To to your knowledge? It's two very, as far as I'm aware, two reasonably on par with each other films.
1: I don't know. I need another hint, I think. This is exciting.
2: (sighs) It was uh, nominated for, Brett McKenzie beat it. It was its only competition for uh, Best Original Song in 2014. No, in, in, in 2011, sorry. There was only two songs nominated, um... Oh and really? Yeah, uh, yeah. For for some reason that year, and um, uh, so, the,
1: so the first one came out in 2011.
2: Yeah, and the second one came out in 2014.
1: Have you seen them? I have not. Have I seen them? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Just tell me. Okay. <laughs> tell so me some act- actors who are in it, maybe. Jesse Eisenberg. Zombieland? No. No, that didn't come out in 2014. And zombies still um, exist. And that's not animated. And zombies still <laughs> exist. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay, I'll, I'll just tell you. So uh, in two weeks time, we are going to be covering Blue Sky Studios film about the Spix's Macaw, which is now extinct, uh, Rio. Ah, right. Is there a Rio too? Yeah.
1: Interesting. When you said Spix's Macaw, I was like, Richard, what the fuck is that?
2: Who is Spix's Macaw?
1: <laughs> I was like, I've never fucking heard of that, man. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah so um, the, the,
2: the bird that Rio is about is Extinct in the Wild.
1: This is also a franchise that famously tanked a Pixar film in development. Yeah, Newt. Yeah. Yeah so alright fuck it let's do Rio and Rio 2 next <laughs> fortnight um, stay tuned for that it's going to be exciting going to be fun um, and yeah if you like this I said all that already help us out um, and stay tuned for the post-credits scene coming at you after this music ends Richard it's been a pleasure I can't wait to get back into this with you I can't wait to watch
2: Rio 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 <laughs>
1: Welcome along, everybody, to the post-credit scene. There's a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post-credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is it?
2: Today's post-credit scene comes to us from Jason White, who says, if you had $100,000 but could only use it to buy something for your co-host, what would you get each other and how would this change your relationship? I've always thought that and I'm ruining the joke now if it ever happens but if I came into like an unexpected windfall of money I wouldn't tell AJ about it I would just make a fake account on patreon and sign up for the thousand dollar tier just so we would get the email being like uh, you know uh, Dylan Murphy has uh signed up for <laughs> the thousand dollar and and Amazing. just the message you would send me being like dude,
1: <laughs> so what a great answer. If I got $100,000, I would buy my own Patreon tier. Yeah, um, just to which fuck just, with you. Just puts the money back in your account, I guess, in the, mm. in the end, so it's it's you could do it now, Richard. <laughs> you don't need to if you have $1,000, you don't need to wait. Oh, that's true. Uh, for, it. <laughs> uh, um what would I buy you? I would probably buy you like a house maybe for $100,000.
2: On oh, oh, this true, economy, this buddy, uh, um,
1: I'd, I'd I'd take us on a on a whirlwind yeah uh, tour it, it, it across would, it would the, be, the world.
2: I, yeah, it would be travel probably. Um, uh, you should spend
1: money on experiences, not on hmm, positions. A
2: I gastric think. bypass. You should get a gastric bypass yeah <laughs>